all across America and around the world. This is Veterans Radio. This is Veterans Radio. And now, your host for today's program, Dale Throneberry. Welcome to Veterans Radio. My name is Dale Throneberry, and this is Memorial Day weekend. Thank you very much for joining us today. We've got a couple of, I think, pretty cool things that we're going to be talking to you about on the air. Um, we've got a guest from the Honor Flight Program, uh, excuse me, our local um, our local organization or a local part of it is uh, Talon Flight. That's out of uh, Kalamazoo, uh, Michigan, and they handle our area here in southeast Michigan. So we've got a representative from them on. Hopefully we're going to have one of the participants on. Uh, evidently, are some people are having some problems with Zoom, but we'll figure it all out. Um, if you are trying to get us uh, today, you can call the station at 734-822-1600. And uh, we'll, we'll uh, work it that way. You know, technology is grand and we'll just get everybody going at the same time. So as I mentioned before, we're going to be talking about the uh, Honor Flight, which, which most of you may know is that you can, uh, you know, they, they arrange flights for veterans to go to Washington to all the various memorials and so forth. So that's going to be on first. Then we're going to have uh, our, our our expert, uh, benefits expert on uh, shortly thereafter, uh, Reserve, uh, retired General Brigadier General, Carol Ann Fasson from Legal Health for Veterans, is going to be here to answer any questions you might have about benefits today. And then... We're going to be talking about Memorial Day a little bit more and uh, going to end up the program replaying a, a short little interview that Gary Lilly did about Arlington, um, I think it was back in 2011. So uh, I encourage you to stick around. And, uh, you know, if you have any thoughts about Memorial Day, what does it really mean to you? We would appreciate your call. Again, that number is 734-822-1600. Before we get into our, our first interview, I want to make sure that we uh, thank our sponsors. And we can't, you know, we can't do this whole program without them. So uh, Legal Help for Veterans, Legal Help for Veterans specializes in veterans disability claims. You can give them a call at 800-693-4800. That's Legal Help for Veterans, 800-693-4800. You can also check out their website. That's LegalHelpForVeterans.com. You can get your claim started right away. And the uh, National Veterans Business Development Council, better known as NVBDC, they are the nation's leading third-party authority for certification of veteran-owned businesses. For more information, you can go to their website, that's nvbdc.org, or give them a call at 888-237-8433. The Charles S. Kettles VA Medical Center here in Ann Arbor, Michigan, uh, va.gov slash Ann Arbor Healthcare. We also want to thank our local veteran service organizations for their long, long time support. You know, we've been doing this for 20 years. It's pretty cool, huh? Um, Yorwin Press Corps and American Legion Post 46 and the Charles S. Kettles Vietnam Veterans of America Chapter 310, both of Ann Arbor, Michigan. And if you'd like to be a sponsor of Veterans Radio, you have to remember that Veterans Radio is a production of Veterans Radio America, which is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation. You can just go to our website now. I think we've got everything squared away. We're still working on it, but go to veteransradio.org. O-R-G. 
veteransradio.org, and uh, you'll be able to make a donation there. So hopefully not everything is working smoothly. The last week it has not been doing so. <laughs> so we are, we're trying like crazy to get everything all squared away for you. And so I'm going to go right to our first interview, and that is with, where did he go? Tyler Horton. There we go. So we've got Tyler Horton on joining us right now. He's the marketing fundraiser lead for Talon branch of uh, the Honor Flights. So, Tyler, welcome to Veterans Radio. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Thank you very much for uh, for joining us today. And I wanted to tell, uh, you know, I, I, th- I thought Memorial Day was kind of, you know, it, it's it's such a, a meaningful day to, to veterans and, you know, veterans' families and hopefully to many people across the country because what we are doing on Memorial Day is that we are, we are honoring those who paid the ultimate price in the service of our country. And I can't think of a better thing for people to do than is to, than to go to Washington or go to their local memorials and so forth. And you provide that opportunity for many veterans. So could you tell us how your program works? Oh, absolutely. And, and like you said, I think that, uh, today is like any day, right? I mean, there, it's, uh, I think that, uh, as a nation, we, we should be thankful for, uh, those that served. And, uh, especially today when we're looking at what this day means, you know, it's not about the cookouts, the bonfires, the parades. It's, it's a hundred percent about those that never made it home. Um, fortunately, there are a lot of really good ones that, uh, that did make it home and we have the opportunity to take them on a, uh, for our organization, Talons Out Honor Flight, we take them uh, on a one-day trip from the Kalamazoo Airport over to Washington, D.C. Uh, we leave in the morning and get back in the evening. Uh, while we're in D.C., we will travel in, in uh, tour buses and, and coaches and take them to different memorials throughout the, the D.C. area. Um, a few of those, and, and our schedule does change uh, on occasion, but, you know, to name a few, uh, um, we're looking at the Air Force Memorial. We get to look at uh, the uh, Arlington National Cemetery and, and, and watch the changing of the guard. Um, there, there's, you know, there's so many more in that area, but uh, that's, just a, that's just a couple that, that uh, immediately pop out that we've, we've been able to take everybody to. But it, how, how do we get on that flight? How, do, how would I go about doing this? So there are, uh, you can go to our website, which is talonsouthonorflight.org, O-R-G. Uh, there is a, a registration on there. You can sign up as a veteran. So right now we are flying uh, World War II, Korean, and Vietnam-era veterans on flight, along with terminally ill veterans from, from any era. Um, and then if there is somebody that would like to be a guardian, uh, they can do so on the same on the same. Uh, website there's just a guardian application or a veteran's application and 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 you know we're talking to people across the country here so the, you know they may not be that fired up about coming to kalamazoo which i don't understand why not but uh <laughs> if they go to the uh, main website i mean just go into google and honor uh type in um honor flights they can find a, a local organization that that would help them out correctly Absolutely. So there's there's different chapters uh, and hubs throughout the throughout the United States. Um, you know, it's not just ones that are close to D.C. Uh, there's there's ones that are close to D.C. There's ones that are even uh, we just recently flew a, a flight from from Puerto Rico um, up to Washington D.C. There's ones out of out of uh, you know the California area. They're all they're all over. So 
going on Honor Flight's uh, website, like you said, you can Google it. It'll bring you right to their website. It'll show you your nearest hub and the ability to uh, sign up through them as well. And this doesn't cost anything. For the veteran, no, it would it would it would not cost uh, for the veteran um, to to go. That's that's the the beauty of my job is is marketing and and fundraising for us. So um, each chapter and each each like I said, each hub has has a different uh, a different price point of of what they uh, would charge a guardian to go. Um, speaking for our for our uh, hub, we we have it's a five hundred dollar fee for the guardian to go on flight, and that covers their flight and their um, their meals for the day as well. Um, but they get to go and experience the same thing uh, as far as being there with with a veteran, and that's that's if for our for our hub, if they are a uh, a guardian, you know they, they're they're attached to a veteran from the moment we leave Kalamazoo until the moment we get back. Well, I, I think this is this is so cool. And we, we were talking with with Tyler Horton. He's with the Talons Out. That's T A L O N S Out uh, HonorFlight dot org. That happens to be here in Michigan. Uh, he's a Navy veteran, and also joining on joining us on the line is an Army veteran, Brian Graff, who uh, recently took your trip with you. So, uh, hey, Brian, welcome back to Veterans Radio. Thank, thank you, Dale. Glad to be here. I'm glad uh, that the Zoom is not working because I just came in off the yard and uh, working and planting plants, and I probably look better on the radio than I did on Zoom anyhow. Well, most of us have a great uh, face for radio. (laughs) Yes. And and Tyler, please contact me uh, later on. I'd like to talk to you about uh, raising funds for Talons Out. Okay, that's that's an unpaid political announcement there. Um, (laughs) So, Brian, tell me about your trip. You just got back, was that last week or two weeks ago? It was last week. Last week, uh, Friday, um, uh, my son and I I took my youngest son with me. It was just a glorious trip for him to be with me to experience that. Um, I, I don't think I have to tell any uh, Vietnam veterans what our welcome home was. Uh, we didn't get a ticker tape parade down uh, the streets of New York and uh, Chicago or Detroit, wherever we may be from. Uh, my my experience coming home was I got to uh, Traverse Air Force Base right outside of Oakland uh, uh, International about 2 in the morning. And uh, when I went to... Uh, the terminal, of course, there wasn't many people there at all, and uh, nobody to greet me. Um, one of the thrilling things, I mean, my, my PTSD was working overtime. <laughs> it was uh, on steroids on this whole trip. I had a glorious uh, uh, dinner on Friday night. They emptied a hangar, took a couple jets out of the hangar, and we had probably a couple hundred people in there. Uh, it was a nice buffet-type uh, dinner that we had. And then uh, bright and early, had to get up about 4.30 to make sure we got over to the airport on time. I think we took off about uh, 6.30. And um, uh, kind of unique, the the fire department was out there, Dale, and they gave us a two-gun water gun salute. So there was a fire truck on each side of the the airplane and shot water over the plane. And they gave us the same salute when we got to uh, Washington, D.C. There was a fire department there that kind of hosed down the plane. So that was that was pretty unique. Um, as Tyler said, that our first uh, first stop was Arlington. We saw the changes in the guards. 
And by the way, it was 92%, I think 92 or 93% chance of rain that day. But as we always had in the Army, it never rains in the Army. It rains on the Army. <laughs> and it didn't rain until about 4.30 that day, which was just glorious. I mean, it was a little drizzle in the morning at Arlington that I perspired more than that. Uh, it, that was really nice. Saw the change in the guards. Matter of fact, one of the um, guards was a female. And I've experienced changing the guards many times there in D.C. That's the first time I've seen a female. And she is actually the sixth female um, guard uh, to be uh, honored with that uh, that assignment. <clears throat> so after that, we were bussed over to um, the Vietnam Wall. And from there, we went to uh, the Korean uh, Memorial. Oh, actually, we went to the Air Force Memorial first. And that's a brand-new memorial, uh, pretty exciting. It was just west of the uh, Pentagon. And then um, uh, went to the Vietnam uh, Wall and uh, then to the Korean Memorial, then to the uh, World War II Memorial. On the flight, we had 80, 89 uh, veterans on the flight. 74 of them were from Vietnam. And there were two World War II veterans on there. One was 96, and the other one was 98. And mm-hmm. Dale, the 98, he he looked like he was 60. He was a pediatrician from U of M Hospital, and he just cracked jokes all day long. He was just hilarious. But it was a treasure to, you know, witness with them there, uh, to enjoy their, their company and their, their stories. So the, probably the most exciting thing, for me, anyhow, where it really hit me hard is when we came back from D.C., actually when we landed, there was probably in the terminal there maybe all 50 to 60 uh, civilians or people there that were cheering us and clapping for us when we got off the plane. That was pretty neat. But when we got back, uh, there's there's a motorcycle group, I believe it's called Patriots of Freedom. They go to the military funerals to protect the families of military funerals because there's a lot of protesting there. And we must have had 35 to 40 uh, motorcyclists there that escorted us, plus the fire department, plus the police department, escorted us from the airport to the Air Zoo, which is an air museum. And on the outside of that, when we got off the bus, there was a couple hundred people there just cheering. But that wasn't the big thing. When we got into the museum, there were thousands of people there and just cheering us. So we had to walk through a kind of a snake through the museum until we got to our seats. And I, it just blew me away. I was so much in tears that uh, my uh, my daughter-in-law was there. kind of surprised me. Um, the whole family was supposed to be there, but not everybody made it. And uh, But it, it was thrilling. Uh, it's the welcome home that, you know, we never got. And yeah, I, I, I can't. A, I can't imagine was, the the emotions you must have been going through with, you know, through the whole day. Oh yeah, it it was just uh, just as you know, share some stories with veterans. You know, where are you from? And, you know, when did you serve? And all this, and you know, and ironically, there was uh, one one uh, we were on a bus someplace, and some guy shouted out, "You know, when I went into the, I went to Fort Knox. I came out of uh, Fort Wayne." which is in Detroit, and I go, wait a minute. <laughs> I stood up and walked back there and said, when did you go to Fort Knox? Well, he was there in 67. And the guy behind him, he goes, well, I was there in 70. And I goes, well, I was right between you. So, you know, I got there in 68. 
and um, it's kind of kind of neat that you know to see people like that. You know, see if we served with people. Oh, there was one. Uh, uh, there was a couple guys that got up and sang a song or something during the dinner on Friday. But the um, the head, um, her name is Angie. She said somebody asked me about is there a list of names of all these veterans that are here? Who's who said that? And of course, I raised my hand and. She said, well, you've got a story. And I said, no, I really don't have a story. I just want, well, first off, does anybody know Brian Graff? You know, there were a couple hundred people there. Nobody said anything. I go, good. I could say what I want to say. Nobody's going to remember <laughs> remember me. But uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was a thrill of a lifetime. Now, I, I put an application in three years ago, by the way. And um, I got a call one time, but I was, uh, we have a place down in Alabama where I was that time of year and i said i just can't make it and i said well maybe maybe your name will come up again so i figured they threw my application away or came on the bottom of the pile but no they called me this year uh sometime in february I said i'm going <laughs> i was yeah. excited to go so you would recommend this to anybody any veteran any veteran uh, if if you've never been to dc which i've had many 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 times over the years i had an aunt that lived in Baltimore, Maryland. So every time we went to see her during Easter time, we'd go to D.C. <clears throat> but anybody that's not been there or seen the um, the memorials there, it's always hard for me, Dale, at the, the wall. Uh, I showed my son, <clears throat> one of the guys that I served with that I went to grade school with, and uh, he, was, he went to Vietnam in, in December and lost his life in December. So it was pretty quick for him. But I was able to find his name again on the wall, so yeah, it's it's pretty emotional. It is. It is. You know this this whole day is emotional anyway, and um, I'm glad that you got got to do that that opportunity. That's that's awesome for me. I, I would just as soon sign off right now and go fill out my application. But I've got another <laughs> forty minutes to go. Um, I definitely would. I mean, I'd recommend it to any veteran out of there, out there, to do the same. I mean, if you if you have a chance encounter to to even sit down and talk with a World War II veteran, I mean, the World War One veterans, I believe, are all gone now, but the World War Two, there's not many of them, and of course, more the next or the Korean War is before us. But uh, just to hear their stories and what they went through. Um, uh, you could pretty much, uh, you know, walk a mile in their shoes. Uh, I, I think it's great. And I'm so happy for you, Brian, that you were able to go on this thing. Brian is a, an army veteran in Vietnam. And also I want to make sure that we, that I thank Tyler Horton for coming on and talking about the local, uh, hub is what they call them hub for the honor flights. Uh, this is the Talons out honor flight that in our, in our case goes out of Kalamazoo. I think there's, three or four groups in Michigan that, that, that handle these honor flights. And then of course, all across the country. So if, you know, no matter where you're listening to veterans radio today, go to honor flight and click on your hub. And I'll bet you'll find one that's within, you know, a reasonable distance for you to go. And I, and I, I encourage you to do this. Um, you know, the generations are getting, you know, we're, we're the old guys now for all you yeah. veterans out there. We're the old guys, guys now. Uh, you know, there's only about a, not that many World War II veterans left, which is really sad. Um, yeah. Brian pointed out there's no, none of the World War Ones are left. Uh, many Koreans are, are veterans are left. But it's, this is your opportunity to go. 
if you've never been, especially if you have never been to Washington and seen all of these just amazing monuments and the and the welcome that you get, you, you finally think you finally get that welcome home that that so many of us needed, and um, you know we just never really understood you know how much people really appreciated the you know what we did. And you know, the so, one thing, Dale, the one thing, uh, the first uh, thing we did going to Arlington, and I and I knew something about that. And I couldn't remember all the uh, the stats about. It. There's 429,000 grave sites there, and Arlington just purchased 70 more acres to expand that. So any military veteran can be buried there as well as their spouse. Uh, it's uh, it it. It's an awesome feeling just to stand there and see how, how many tombstones are there. Just unbelievable. I know. I know. Well, Brian, thank you very much for uh, telling your story about going there. And, and Tyler, thank you very much for being on our program and talking about the Honor Flight programs that are around all over the country. And uh, enjoy the rest of your Memorial Day weekend as best you can. Thank you, Dale having us on i appreciate it okay all right so we're not going to take a break we're going to go right into the benefits part of our program right now and joining me now on the line um is caroline falson who is uh with legal help for veterans she's a retired uh air force nurse brigadier general type so i have to i'm standing at attention right now as i'm talking to her and um so caroline welcome back to veterans radio Thank you, Dale. I just accepted your salute, and you may <laughs> sit down. Ooh, boy, that, that was tough. Um, so there's not, I mean, I, I don't know what's going on in the world of benefits. I, I, I got, a, I got a, um, an, an email about a new app for our phones called RX Refill Functionality, and evidently now we can go, uh, you know, we can refill our our um, prescriptions uh, utilizing our phones, which is kind of cool, you know, as, as we figure out how this technology works and so forth. And uh, uh, unfortunately, Brian couldn't, uh, Brian Hayes from the VA couldn't join us today because he's off with family. So that's, that's my update from the VA right now <laughs> is that there's a new app for filling out your, uh, your prescriptions. But if you're looking for information on the VA, on the hospital side of it, you can always just go to va.gov and look under health. And there's all kinds of articles there. Uh, the VA is really doing, I think, uh, just a super job of, you know, jumping into the 21st century and um, offering so many, many, many um, helpful outlets for veterans, for their families, and and so forth. There are many, you know, these out clinics that are that are, um, you know, just seem to be popping up all over the country, I'm sure. So, well, you know, you're, you're exactly correct. Regarding prescriptions, I, I think, as you well know, they're trying to make it as convenient as possible. Even when you see your provider, um, they're trying to get scripts mailed to you as quickly as possible. And, you know, you could call in and get your scripts renewed. And I think that's what looking at an app um, that's what it's all about, getting your orders. Um, and that's all on the VHA side, you know, the health administration side um, versus the veterans 
benefit side, which is the disability side. And, you know, all of these are connected. And then the third um, pillar is the cemetery side, which is, you know, what um, the, the veterans do so well when we talk about Arlington and, um, you know, placement of the flags and, um, this, you know, all of the ceremonies that are taking place today and tomorrow. And, uh, and so, um, yes, the VA um, attempts to um, honor um, our veterans in all of these three pillars, uh, Dale. And uh, tomorrow being, and today, some of the celebrations, um, this is one of the most solemn um, ceremonies that, you know, we celebrate to remember those lives that were lost and, and what it, you know, re- really means. And I was so glad when you gave the intro to talk about Gary Lilly and remembering um, the spiel with Arlington because he did that so eloquently and uh, that, you know, so memorable. And so thanks for it's doing really, that it's again. It's really emotional when you, when you talk about Gary or, you know, I mean, he's not the only veteran that, that all of us are missing. Um, putting this program together turned out to be a lot more emotional than I, than I had imagined. Um, because I, I originally was just planning on just running, you know, rerunning, uh, you know, Gary's Memorial Day program, and I, I just uh, it was it was just so difficult to you know just to hear his voice and you know listen to the music, and you know we're going to be playing, uh, you know, we've we've got uh, Trace Atkins um, Arlington that we're going to play as we go out of today's program, and um, I've also got Michael J. Martins, who are the names on the wall. Um, all of these things that are just so meaningful to, to uh, you know, the veterans out there and their families, especially their families. I mean, there's, um, you know, I don't think we all really appreciate what the families go through. And, it, you know, I was looking at the numbers today and I was, you know, I was morbid, I guess it was, you know, how many, how many Americans have died in the service of their country, you know, as far as, you know, in battle and so forth. And it's over 650,000 since the revolution and you would say well like, yeah, that's not as many as i thought it was well we also lost 560 some odd thousand to disease and accidents so well right. over a million people have died in the service of our country and you know and today is the day that we, we that we remember them and you know all the veterans that are sitting out there and and, and you know and i'm sure you know that if they're you know they're in their man cave or their woman's cave or whatever it is. And they, you know, they look around, there are pictures of these people that, you know, that they might've served with and some are not here and some are, you know, some are gone. And you think about all of the families that were disruptive, all of the children right. that were never born, all of the grandchildren that right. were never born. And, and you just, you can't help but get emotional about it. Right. Well, I want to share with you a, a little story. Um, so um, about a year ago, um, prior to uh, Memorial Day last year, um, a granddaughter came to me, a friend, and she said to me, Carolyn, I know you go out and you work predominantly with disability benefits and help veterans, but could you help me with my grandpa? I said, sure. She said he was a World War I veteran, and he has a gravestone, and the cemetery that he's in 
does not recognize him as a veteran. And he was a decorated veteran, and he's not in the cemetery section of a veteran. And we cannot get them to recognize him, to put a flag out. So we go out, and we put a flag on his grave every year, and I want him to be recognized with a marker, etc. So this was maybe two months before Memorial Day, Dale. So I started, I think you know me well enough, <laughs> I started this campaign. And I went to the cemetery and got his records, and the cemetery said, well, we need to work through the process. And so I started working with the VA and the powers that be, and um, I thought, okay. And they said, well, it might take some time. So that Memorial Day passed, and I thought, well, we could get this done by Veterans Day. And that Veterans Day came, and we filled out all the paperwork that was asked of us. And now this granddaughter started 18 years ago, 18 years ago, and the family, the grandfather passed in eight, in 1986 to get her grandpa recognized. And the significance of this is my tata, who served in World War I, was significant for why I joined the military. And so when she told me the story of her grandpa, it brought up so many memories for me. So I continued this campaign, and as it turned out, going through the VA, making my contacts, and going through the process, about in March of this year, I got a call from D.C., and they found his paperwork for the third time. They processed it. I found an outstanding company here in Michigan who said, I will take this paperwork. We'll get the medallion. I will go to the cemetery. I'll put the medallion on the stone. And two weeks ago, the medallion was placed on the stone. I went with the granddaughter a week ago, and the family went out there a week ago, and um, the grandpa has the stone, and the family went out the other day, and the grandpa, after 18 years, is recognized as a veteran. And so when you were just talking about the family, this family is it finally at peace that they're grandpa, their father, their great-grandpa will be recognized for his service, Dale. And that's what it's all about. That's true. That's what it's all about. Listen, Carol, I'd like you to stick around, can you? We're going to do the Medal of Honor here in just a second, and I'd like, I'd like you to hang around so we come back on the other side, okay? Okay. I'm not okay. going anywhere, Dale. <laughs> Okay. All right. We're going to, we're going to, uh, go in and play our Medal of, of Honor segment. And that's going to be followed up by, um, Michael J. Martin's, uh, rendition of Who Are the Names on the Wall? And then you'll, we'll, you can join us on the other side. The number, if you want to get in on it, is 734-822-1600. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Veterans Radio. The Medal of Honor is the highest award for valor in combat given a member of the Armed Forces of the United States. There have been over 3,400 recipients of the nation's highest award. This is one of them. Master Sergeant Gary Gordon requested permission three times to be inserted into a hot fire zone to protect downed helicopter crews before he got it. The tales after this. 
If you have a VA claim denied by the Board of Veterans' Appeals, contact Legal Help for Veterans at 1-800-693-4800. They're experts in handling cases before the U.S. Court of Appeals for Veterans' Claims. Their number again, 1-800-693-4800. Gordon, while serving as sniper team leader in Mogadishu, provided precision fire from the lead helicopter during an assault and at two helicopter crash sites. When Gordon learned that ground forces were not immediately available to secure the second crash site, he and another sniper unhesitatingly volunteered to be inserted to protect the four critically wounded personnel. When debris and enemy ground fire at the site caused them to abort the first attempt, Gordon was inserted 100 meters south of the crash site. Gordon and his fellow sniper fought their way to reach the critically injured crew members. Gordon immediately pulled the pilot and the other crew members from the aircraft. Gordon used his long-range rifle and sidearm to kill an undetermined number of attackers until he ran out of ammunition. He then went back to the wreckage, recovering some of the crew's weapons and ammunition. Even though he was critically low on ammunition, he provided some of it to the dazed pilot and then radioed for help. After his team member was fatally wounded and his own rifle ammunition exhausted, he returned to the wreckage, recovering a rifle with the last five rounds of ammunition and gave it to the pilot with the words, Good luck. Then, armed only with his pistol, Gordon continued to fight until he was fatally wounded. His actions saved the pilot's life. He was posthumously awarded the Medal of Honor on May 23, 1994, by President Clinton. The Medal of Honor series is a production of Veterans Radio. Hi, I'm Gary Sinise. At the end of your workday, do you know you've made a difference? The Veterans Affairs medical staff do. The doctors, nurses, counselors, and health technicians get to care for perhaps the most deserving of all Americans, the men and women who've served in our nation's armed forces. Visit vacareers.va.gov to find out how you can make a difference too.
could have been my name on that wall. It probably is. Out of 57,939 names, just about there, Michael Martin up there somewhere. And Tim Taylor, too. Don't forget the holidays. But it could have been me. If it weren't for Lady Luck or Sister Fate or whatever, it could have been whatever. I can see my reflection in that polished black granite. Michael J. Martins with Who Are the Names on the Wall. It's always such a powerful song when you figure, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, all of you close your eyes. You've all got this wall in your head right now, and you can just see all of those young men and women who lost their lives in the service of our country. You can also see all your friends and family that have gone before you. But, um, Carol Ann, I just, I, I wanted to just have you on for a minute. We've only got a couple of seconds before I go into Gary Lilly's um, interview. But um, one of the things you just mentioned when you, you found, finally got the plaque for the, for the World War I veteran is one of Gary Lilly's, one of my favorite stories was that he found out that there was a, a um, Revolutionary War veteran's grave 
down in between Celine and Milan, pretty much mm-hmm. unknown. And he went out and he finally got authorization. So now it is a officially has a marker on it and everything else that this guy was a Revolutionary War soldier. And, uh, you know, and that's just the way he was. And that's not, and, you know, and that's just the way you are. And, I, and that's just the way that there are so many people out there that are just, you know, trying to make sure the veterans get the recognition that they deserve, you know, whether they're alive or not. And I think that's what's important. Well, that's important, but it's also important, Dale, for their families, because our families sacrificed while we were serving. And, and you know, sometimes um, people forget that, you know. Um, we've got young men and women now serving our country right now, and um, they're at home waiting for them. And some will never return, you know, gold star families. And... Um, we sometimes fail to remember that, you know, 1% of the country has served. Um, and so it, it's, it has given us our freedoms. And I, I just think we lose sight of that, you know. And so that's why this Veterans Radio, the program you're doing today to remember that, it is so important. It's an hour, but... It's so very important. Um, all of the events going on this weekend, you know, Memorial Day, Veterans Day, should be almost every day to keep that in everybody's spotlight. So thank you very much for what you're doing. Um, and cr- congratulations again for being the veteran of the day from the VA earlier this week. Um, uh, very deserving, and uh, thank you for all that you do. Thank you very much. Thank you. It was a, that was a total surprise, but um, I want to make sure that people are aware. So when you go to that parade tomorrow, or you go out and you know you have the picnic and everything else with your family, you know that big giant family hug. But take a second just to thank all these men and women who unfortunately did not make it back because without their sacrifices. You wouldn't be having that picnic, and we wouldn't be having these parades. Um, I can't imagine what our life would be like if it hadn't been for all of them. And uh, so that's what I want you to think about tomorrow, just for a second, maybe a little longer if you can do it. But there are all kinds of events that are going to be going on. And locally, there is uh, there is a watch fire tonight. For those of you in, in southeast Michigan, it's out at the Vietnam Veterans Memorial over in Ypsilanti Township on Huron River Drive. And they are going to be burning all of the discarded flags in the appropriate yep. manner, starting at six yep. o'clock today. And then, of course, tomorrow are the parades all over the country, of course, and on TV and everything else. And you're going to hear some great songs and great music and great patriotism is going to be out there. But let's see if we can keep that patriotism going a little bit more than one day. All right. Yes. That's my goal. Excellent. That's my goal for all of you. And I, I think that, you know, that, that Carol Ann and the, the rest of the people that are involved with us here at Veterans Radio and, and, and all of the people that I have met over the last 20 years of doing this program, it's been such an honor to tell their stories. Um, you know, luckily, we did get to talk to a few World War I veterans, a lot of World War II, of course, a lot of Vietnam, and quite a few uh, Iraq, Afghanistan veterans as well. And uh, 
That's our goal. We just want to keep telling those stories as long as we possibly can. And uh, so absolutely, asking for your help. So hopefully, uh, Carolyn, you and Jim will have a pleasant uh, Memorial Day. I'm sure that you'll be doing something fantastic, and in, in memory of all sorts of different veterans that you both have known throughout your lives. I have to cut us off because we're going right now into our, our interview that Gary held with uh, a gentleman named, um, where did he go? <coughs> oh, excuse me. Anyway, he's talking with a gentleman who had a website called ArlingtonCemetery.org. Uh, so this is Gary Lilly from 2011. Until next week, this is Dale Thronberry. You are dismissed. We're with uh, Michael Patterson talking about the Arlington National Cemetery. He's got the fabulous website on it. We'll repeat it again later. Right now, I'd like to have you tell us about the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, the Old Guard, the changing of the Guard. Give us a bit of a history on that, if you would, please. I'd be glad to, Gary. Well, you know, the Tomb of the Unknowns is, is the second most visited place in Arlington National Cemetery. Most of the, the visitors who come go immediately to John F. Kennedy's gravesite, but the place to me, the center point of the cemetery, is the Tomb of the Unknowns. It was established in 1921 uh, when a unknown from World War One was selected and, and interred, you know, right behind the Memorial Amphitheater at Arlington. In 1958, uh, he was joined by unknowns from World War Two and Korea, and then in 1990. Uh, Eight. Uh, there was a Vietnam unknown chosen, and and I mentioned that because I know that that's near and dear to your heart. And eventually, the Vietnam unknown was uh, identified and removed from the tomb. And he, that was Air Force First Lieutenant Michael Joseph Blassie, and they were able to identify him through mitochondrial DNA. And at his family's request, he was removed, and, and he was brought home to Jefferson Barracks National Cemetery near his home in Missouri. And he was certainly an American hero as well. But, you know, he was brought back to his home. But the Tomb of the Unknowns has been guarded 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, by the 3rd United States Infantry, who is commonly referred to as the Old Guard. They earned that name in, in the Mexican War. Uh, back in, in, 18, in the 1800s uh, by the way that they, they participated in that war. And, and uh, they are the oldest continuous military organization in the United States Army. And uh, they are the only uh, military unit that's, that's uh, authorized to, to have bayonets on their, their rifles at all times. These these are guys who are special specially trained. Obviously, they are the honor guard of the United States Army. How are they and selected? They are selected on military bearing, on intelligence, on dedication to duty. Uh, there's there's height and weight restrictions. Uh, they have to have 28 inch waist, for instance, <laughs> which I haven't seen since I think 10. Yep. I was 10 years old. But these guys are out there 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, in rain, in snow, in horrible weather, in heat. I understand uh, that during a storm a few years ago, a blizzard that was so bad, they were authorized to not do their uh, uh, their guarding and turned it down, and they stayed out there anyway? Yes, they do. 
there, there, if you if you've been there, Gary, and I know you have, have. There's a little booth off to the side, right? And uh, when the snow piles up, they will retreat to that booth and stay at attention while the the area that they march on is cleaned, and then they resume their march. They are the most dedicated, uh, wonderful young men and women. There have been three tomb guards who are females that you'll never know. And and as far as the tomb itself, it, it's it's having some some issues right now because of some cracks that have formed. And there are discussions underway whether the, the tomb should be replaced, at least the cap, the top of it that we're all familiar with, right. or whether it should be repaired. And there have been issues over the years where it has been attempted to repair it. I'm uh, glad they're not just jumping into it and doing something that they're... That I'm they're glad doing. they're not either. Con- Congress has stuck stuck their, their, their hand into it and said, listen, let's, oh. let's you know, sit back and let's research this a little bit. Well, but I good. think there, there's a couple of very poignant things about the tomb, and one is, is the inscription which sits on the front of it, which I think is pretty familiar to all of our veterans' friends out there, and it says merely, here rests an honored glory an American soldier known but to God. And that is the truth. I mean, this this is simply an American soldier. And, you know, whether, like yourself, if you're a CB or you're a, a sailor or a Marine or a Coast Guardsman, or an airman, you know, to be called an American soldier is certainly something that that, that you can be proud of. Oh. And if I could, just for a second, I'd like to, to read to you the Sentinel's Creed, uh, if I could. Please do. And it says, My dedication to this sacred duty is total and wholehearted. In the responsibility bestowed on me, never will I falter. With the dignity and pres- per- perseverance, my standard will remain perfection. Through the years of diligence and praise and the discomfort of the elements, I will walk my tour in humble reverence to the best of my ability. It is he who commands the respect I protect, his bravery that made us so proud. Surrounded by well-meaning crowds by day, alone in the thoughtful peace of night, this soldier will in honored glory rest under my eternal vigilance. And let me tell you what, these guys take that so seriously. And this is an oath they all take they all take and one of the the most cherished uh awards that 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 is is an army soldier you can you can earn is the honor guard badge and uh, you know you have to pass some very stringent requirements to earn that and not even all of the old guard guys who guard the tomb earn that and uh, you have to well, be outstanding amongst you the have outstanding. To, you absolutely have to be. And once you earn that, you can wear that on your, your your uniform no matter where you go or whatever assignment you go to after you've served at the tomb. It's, it's very special. If you, if you folks out there have not seen the changing of the guard at Arlington National Cemetery, that's something that you must do before you leave this planet Earth. Uh, the uh, the people there, you look at these young people and you say, this country is good. This country is good. I don't care what anybody says. Well, if I could throw sort of a, a semi-political thing in, you know, from what Mich- Michelle Obama said, how could you look at that and not be proud to be an American? Impossible. Impossible indeed. And and so the uh, when when it comes to laying the wreath, who is qualified to lay the wreath? We've got, geez, just a little over a minute left. Well, you know... Obviously, any military uh, group, veterans groups, uh, on the website I have a link where you can get information on that. You can write in on your your group's letterhead, 
and you know request a date but you know you should request a couple of dates because you know it, it is quite a popular thing but you'll send into to uh, the cemetery there's there's uh, people who handle requests and do the scheduling and that's and, on your uh, website correct it absolutely is there's a link right to it on the front page and and as i it, mentioned earlier that uh my Vietnam Veterans of America chapter, uh, one of the members wrote in, requested that. And as the president that year, I had the honor of, uh, of, of uh, laying the wreath. Now, we've, we've come to the end of the show, Michael. I can't believe it. And I can't I, either, Gary. It's been a really a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on. We want to thank you for uh, listening in on Veterans Radio. settle down I thought I'd die an old man back in my hometown they gave me this plot of land me and some other men for a job well done there's a big white house sits on a hill just up the road the man inside he cried the day they brought me home they folded up a flag and told my mom and dad we're proud of your son and i'm proud to be on this peaceful piece of property i'm on sacred ground and i'm in the best of company i'm thankful for those thankful for the things i've done I can rest in peace I'm one of the chosen ones I made it to Arlington I remember daddy brought me here when I was eight We searched all day to find out where my granddad lay And when we finally found that cross said, son, this is what it costs to keep us free. Now here I am a thousand stones away from him. He recognized me on the first day I came in. And it gave me a chill when he clicked his heels and saluted me. I'm proud to be on this peaceful piece of property I'm on sacred ground and I'm in the best of company And I'm thankful for those thankful for the things I've done I can rest in peace I'm one of the chosen ones I made it to Arlington Every time I hear 21 guns I know they brought another hero home To us With 
thankful for those thankful for the things we've done we can rest in peace because we are the chosen ones we made it to arlington yeah dust to dust don't cry for us We made it to Arlington